All right, here we go. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 274 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. Back broadcasting once again from deep, deep underneath a nondescript home in suburban Pennsylvania. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening and all that jazz. I certainly appreciate it. As I record this, I'm home alone. Ultra rare, never happens. You know, there's people here all the time and awake, I might add. Not just here, but awake round the clock. You know what I'm saying? So uh, this is rare. The only downside is I was down here a few minutes ago listening to a Velvet Underground album. All right, in case you're keeping track, it was the BU album, the Lost album. It was recorded in, I don't know, the late 60s, I guess, maybe 70, I don't know. And then it wasn't released until like mid-80s, mid to late 80s. The Lost Velvet Underground album called VU. Anyway, um, I was listening to that, and I thought for sure there was somebody upstairs walking around. And I don't know why that happens. It sounded, you know, very much like somebody was in the house. I'm like, who in the hell is this? Everybody's working. You know, everybody's at work. Why would... So I'm like, all right, here we go. So I went up there. Nobody. Of course, there's nobody here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why does this happen? <laughs> but anyway, um, that's uh, that's what's going on. There's nobody here. The, the downside is I didn't, I didn't get up until uh, 11 a.m. I slept till 11 a.m., Somebody called me last night from work at 1 in the morning. I was tired. Yesterday, I was dragging massive ass all day. I don't get enough sleep ever, but yesterday, I was, it, it, was, uh, it was catching up to me. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. I was watching uh, uh, an episode of Perry Mason from Season 5, Episode 10, I think. Again, if you want to keep this, you know, jot this stuff down in your <laughs> in your notebook. But um, I, was, I was down here in, my, in the bunker, you know, and watching... Watching my nightly episode of Perry Mason. I should have been in bed. This is what I do. I should be in bed sleeping, but I fight it and watch Perry Mason instead or whatever. Not always Perry Mason, but it's like I don't want to go to bed. I don't know. It's some kind of sickness. So he called me, and I was talking to him, and he was probably like, this guy's smashed or something. He's drunk. I wasn't drunk. But I was like, yeah, well, do the best you can. I don't know. I don't know. He's at the beginning of his work day, right? He goes in at like uh, 12.30 a.m., right, and works throughout the night. And I'm like hanging by a thread at 1, 1 a.m. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, do the, be- <laughs> do the best you can. I mean, I don't know. I don't, you know, you know, every day is an adventure. <laughs> guy's probably like, what the? This guy's a drunk or something? He probably told everybody when he got off the phone. I think Jeff's drunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk tired i need to go to bed fighting it just fighting it with a, yet another episode of perry mason i don't know where he got that later in the later in season five he got this pretty boy this guy who's who's like a um, an up-and-coming lawyer that's like his his assistant or something he always had paul you know paul drake his uh you know private investigator 
who helps him out with stuff. Now he's got this pretty boy. The guy's like, guy has no personality. What the? Anyway, I don't. I don't want to do a deep dive on uh, on the Perry Mason from you know the '60s, you know. But anyway, um, so that happened last night. I was like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, every, every day, you know, he's got to go in there and do the best. You know, I don't know. I mean, every day is full of challenges, <laughs> like all kinds of cliches. I'm like, ooh, anything else? Guys, like, this guys. I mean, and Jeff's like, I think Jeff's been um, had a few beverages. Now, also, when I was coming home from work last night, I went by the Krispy Kreme, and uh, it was all lit up. It's supposed to be 24 hours. I don't think that's true, because I often drive by there, and it's all dark. But uh, last night, it was all lit up. I thought, hey, this is Wednesday, right? I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to get a dozen donuts, because on Wednesdays, I get these emails from them. They always have these promotions running. On Wednesdays, you can get a dozen glazed donuts for the price of one gallon, the average price of one gallon of gas, you know? So, and every Wednesday it's a different number because whatever the average U.S. price of one gallon of gas is, that's how much you can get a dozen. So I went through there and I said, hey, I want that gas deal. I went through the drive-thru. Guy's like, all right, pull on up, you know, pull up to the second window. So um, it was $4.86, a dozen delicious glazed Krispy Kremes. And by the way, whenever somebody writes that in, a, in an email or something, they always spell it wrong. Does anybody look at the sign? Does anybody ever look at the box and take note of the way they spell that? Why can't anybody anywhere type it the right way? Anyway, so anyway, <laughs> that's just a little aside, but um, anyway, four eighty six, four eighty six for a dozen. It was like at midnight last night. I think they close at midnight. I don't know. It says on their website and on on the on the app and whatever or whatever on the you know, on Google it's open twenty four hours a day. I have a feeling they close at midnight. I don't know. Anyway, four eighty six. I had uh, I went I came home and I powered through three of them like just one after the other, just a daisy chain. They were connected. I think I was still chewing as I added the second, you know, I was still chewing the first donut as I as I introduced the first bite of the second donut. It was just a nonstop, it was just a daisy chain, you know what I'm saying, of, of glazed donuts, three of them, just one after the next. And then when I got up this morning, I had another one. So I've had four of them already. And it looked like somebody, I don't know who, had our had plundered the thing too, so that's good. That's fine. I don't want all of them. I mean, I can't eat twelve. I could. I shouldn't. Is what I should. Is what I'm saying. Somebody else had plundered, plundered the box before I got out of bed. All right. Maybe it's that guy. It's upstairs walking around. That I don't know. Somebody up there walking around. I think are probably eating my donuts. Just thought of that. Damn it. Getting irritated. Um, all right, so I'm going to briefly tell, tell you about the Paul McCartney show on Saturday. Um, so I was a little bit spooked, and um, I was like, what time should we leave, right? Because I don't want to get caught up in some kind of Winston-Salem-style cluster of traffic and gridlock. Because there were people who had all kinds of trouble at the Winston-Salem show, apparently. 
we talked about that on the uh, when I had Jim Jim Workman on uh, a couple episodes back about that. He went to that show and um, he said he had no issues, but there were these people on on the internet and you know newspapers and stuff saying that you know my my thirty fifth wedding anniversary was ruined because the Winston Salem Police Department could not manage the. Uh, you know, the traffic and, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, I don't want to get caught up in some kind of bullshit like that, especially after I made fun of these people in Winston-Salem. You know, I can't have that. I already mocked these people and called them stupid, and I mean, or implied it at least. And now I don't want to get caught up in it. So we left uh, left at 3 o'clock. It's a two-hour drive, almost exactly. It says 157 on, on, the, uh, on Google. So it's a two-hour drive. And the gates to the auditorium, to the to the carrier dome, open at six, and the show starts promptly at eight. That's what it said. So I thought, well, if we leave at three, get there at five, it's still an hour before the gates open, and then and it's and it's three hours before the show starts. That should be plenty, right? But then I started thinking, I don't know, maybe we should leave earlier. I don't want to get caught up in a gridlock. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't want to be controversial, but I don't care for gridlock. But anyway, so we, we left. Steve Steve drove because he has one of those big-ass SUVs, so like basically like a bus, you know, so there's five of us. He, he volunteered to drive. He came up here. He was here at 3 o'clock, and we just immediately left. You know, we immediately left, and we drove up straight up 81. It's an easy drive. And we get there at five o'clock, and we find a, we we drive into Syracuse. We you know we head over to the to the campus where the where the dome is. And I mean, it's not even. I mean, it just feels like a normal day. It's not. Like, it's not like there's a big crush of people. We find a parking garage not far. We park in there. It costs thirty dollars, which is a lot, but that's pretty much what you expect, right? We parked, we walked over to the uh, venue. I mean, there was a bunch of people milling about out there. They hadn't opened the gate yet. At this point, it's probably like, I don't know, 5.15, somewhere in that neighborhood. So 45 minutes before the gates. And they had all these souvenir stands. There's a bunch, there's people around. There's a bunch of people standing around. Big ass line at the souvenir stand, the one near the gate that we were going to go in. And um, we were looking. We walked up there and just taking a look and seeing what they had. And Steve goes, you see anything uh, that interests you? And I said, not really. I said, I'm not buying a T-shirt. I'm, uh, you know, I'm in my late 50s. <laughs> not buying a tour T-shirt. I don't need a frickin' Paul McCartney Afghan, you know. I don't need that. You know, and I don't know. I don't need to, one of those stupid hats. I don't know. I said, not really. I said, I, the only thing that would interest me is somewhat is that tour poster which is kind of cool it looked like some kind of artist they you know it's artistic it wasn't just some generic thing i said i wouldn't and it had all the tour dates at the bottom of it it was like it wasn't specific for syracuse it was for the whole tour i said that's pretty cool but i'm i'm a not waiting in that massive line and b i'm not paying 30 bucks for it for a poster like a small poster he goes, yeah. He goes, I, he goes, I'm, I'm going to buy some stuff. So 
He goes, in fact, I'm going to buy your boys a couple, a, a shirt each. I said, you don't have to do that. He goes, no, nah, I don't buy them anything for their birthdays and stuff. And I feel kind of guilty about that. I said, oh, whatever. I said, you don't have to. Don't feel obligated. He goes, I don't feel obligated. So they got in line, the three of them, because he was going to allow them to pick a shirt out. And he was going to buy some stuff, too. And Tony and I just kind of, like, you know, stood aside and people watching and stuff. It was a beautiful day. Oh, my God, it was perfect. And there was a lot of people around. And just like Jim said in that uh, in that previous episode, we felt like we were young whippersnappers, you know. Compared to this crew that was out there, man, we were like younglings, you know. Just babes, you know, you know, just so young. I felt so I just felt so young. And um I mean there's people with canes and shit, you know. Just real I mean, it was an old crew, an old group. I remember when I wanted to see Steely Dan. I went to see Steely Dan with Steve one time a few years ago. And um, it was at a montage up here in um, Scranton Amphitheater. And um, I went, I mean, we were like, again, by, it felt like we were by far the youngest people in the whole place. I mean, everybody was like broken down and old. <laughs> There's bald spot. Everybody's bald, and I'm not just talking about the men. And um, and, you know, and I went to the beer stand, and I said, "I bet you're not carding too many people tonight, are you?" <laughs> and the, the woman's just looking at me like, "What the, whatever? What are you talking about, old man?" You know. But anyway, um, it felt so. We were just you know people watching and stuff. And then um, they bought a bunch. He came, Steve came. They finally, it took, a, I don't know, it probably took 45 minutes, an hour. I mean, the gates were open by the time they got through that line. And Steve goes, I bought you a poster. I said, why? Why? You don't need to buy me shit, you know? He goes, no, I'm just, you know, you said you were interested in it. I said, well, I, I was, but you don't have to buy it for me. So that was nice. He's nice. He's a nice guy. But um, And he bought the boys a T-shirt each, so... Uh, he's nice. He's a nice guy. So we so we got in. We went through the gates. We we entered, and they the Steve set off the alarm. <sighs> I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know, but um, they had to wand him down. I don't know, patted him down and stuff. So then um, we we went inside, and um, we went down. We found our seats. I bashed my knee against the back of the freaking. Oh my god. Uh, we were heading down to our seats, down, down, down these stairs. It's got these metal, like, bleacher seats. It's a football stadium, you know? You're heading down. There's metal bleacher seats. I, I banged my knee against the, uh, the, the back of one of those bleacher seats. Uh, and it, the worst pain, perhaps the worst pain I've ever experienced in my life. That, that shit hurt so bad. And it was sustained. It would not fade. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it hurt. Oh, my God. Just the worst. So we, we finally get to the seat, and I'm, like, in great pain. The thing will not fade away. You know, if you stub your toe, it kind of fades fast. Not this. This shit hung on. It was a sustained hurting, as I mentioned last time. All right. And Steve's like, you know, they were out of those programs. I'd really like to go uh, get a program, you know. I said, "What the?" I said, "You're gonna get in another one of those lines because they had these they had these souvenir stands all over, you know, all over the place. It's not so if they were out of something at one of them, you can go to another one." 
So I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, I want one of those programs. He goes, you want to go with me? I said, not really. Tony goes, why don't you go out there and get a couple beers and um, Steve can get his uh, get his thing, his uh, program. And I said, all right. I'm like irritated because, you know, I banged my knee. I was in pain. He's going to get her another line. And um, so, so we go out there, queue up behind, uh, you know, in one of those lines. We get up there, and um, I said, what if we get up there and don't even have them? You know, what if they don't have them? Because I, I couldn't, ha- I couldn't, okay, I wanted to buy two beers each. You're limited to two. So I was going to have to have Steve. Steve said he didn't want any because he's driving. I said, yeah, six hours. He goes, I don't want any. I said, all right. So I could not go to the beer line while Steve was in the souvenir line. We had to do both. We had to both of them. He had to go with me to the beer line. You know what I'm saying? So we're in line waiting for the program. I said, what if we get up there and don't have them? Just like the guy, the place outside. He goes, yeah, I thought about that. So we, I'm like, oh my god. And everybody's like cutting through. There's like a river of people cutting through. They're like, excuse me, excuse me. I'm like, oh, my God. It's, like, hot. I don't know why. Just that part of the stadium was hotter than shit. Humid. I was like, I'm going to punch somebody right in the face. (laughs) I mean, I am, like, starting. I could just feel it ratcheting up. People cutting through. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, cutting through. So we get up there. Some guy looked like Larry Tate from Bewitched. You know, cuts line, starts asking the people behind the souvenir, you know, behind the, the merch table questions and steve's like hey asshole out of the way (laughs) i was like what the every head whipped you know every head whipped around and looked at us i'm like i don't know i mean i shrugged my shoulders like i don't know i don't know i don't know what got into him and um so larry tate you know he's looking at us like which one of you guys called me an asshole and they just walked away you know there was nothing you know didn't escalate like what i said what is you call us, go, you yelling at people, or <laughs> what's gotten into you? So, anyway, so we get up there and they have it. They have those programs. You know how much a program was? A, a tour program. Are you ready for this? $50. $50. I said, Darius, no way. That is outside the realm of all possibility. As far as I'm concerned, he bought that. She goes, you want anything else? He goes, how much those hoodies? Or no, he didn't say how much they are because I don't think he cares. He said, do you have any XL on those hoodies? And she said, we certainly do. He goes, I'll take one of those. $100, $100. like, what the? So anyway, um, so then we get in the beer line. Steve has to buy two. I have to buy two. And all they have is like these, these coolers like at a convenience store, and it's just chock full of 16-ounce beers, cans of beer, all garbage, all of it. It's all like uh, Miller Lite. I don't know if they had Miller Lite, but they, they definitely had. They had Bud Light. They had Coors Light. They had some kind of Molson Light. And it, fe- it feels like there's another one. There was a Michelob Ultra. And, I mean, it's like a whole bunch, like six different coolers full of like five or six different beers like each cooler had like a, the whole thing was just full of one beer you know what i'm saying and it was all steve goes which one you want and i said it doesn't matter they all taste exactly the same <laughs> there's like literally no difference in any of this you know 
So we got, I said, just get Bud Light. At least I have a little nostalgic connection to that from, you know, the Dunbar days. So, um, so we got four cans of 16 ounce cans of, of, uh, uh, Bud Light, $10 each. So four cans of straight up swill, $40. (laughs) It's like, what the... Forty dollars. You know how much Bud Light forty dollars would buy at a store? I mean, you'd have a shopping cart full of that crap. All right. So I took it back. We went back to the. It was hot. It was really hot in there. Out in that causeway, out in that hallway. You know where all the where you know where all the shops and stuff are. I went back in there. It was cool inside the actual auditorium. And um, Tony's like, what? She goes, Bud Light? What the hell? I said, I don't want to hear it. I said, all they had was garbage. So I had to choose, you know. It's not like they had like a bunch of craft beers in there. They had nothing. They had had nothing. So this is is what we had to choose from. All right. So we had two each, you know. I mean, I, you know, that's all. So we had two beers each. And um, so then... uh, we sat there. We still had a long ways before the uh, show. Some guy came out and did some kind of like it was like some kind of DJ type shit. He was spinning records up there, you know, but he wasn't using like the concert uh, speakers. It was like some tinny. Sounded like it was coming out of some kind of tiny little Bluetooth speaker. It's like real tinny. Sounded like garbage. He was playing like Beatles slash Paul McCartney stuff like weird stuff like temporary secretary you ever heard that song temporary secretary <laughs> you ever heard this shit so it's like unbelievable like what in the world what was paul that's a paul mccartney song Tampa. anyway so you know he's up there i don't know what that i don't know what that was about okay and then finally he stopped playing his uh it sounded like a mosquito in there stuff was so tinny it just sounded like zzz, you know so he finally departed, and um, then they started playing this like video type thing. Went on for thirty minutes. It was like a sort of like a retrospective. It wasn't video. It was like still pictures, like on a, like rolling through, you know, scrolling across on the screens, the big giant screens in there. And it started with pictures of like Paul McCartney when he was like a kid. And it progressed through his entire life, through the Beatles, you know, well, it start, started when he's a kid, it was like when he was in the Quarrymen, you know, with Paul, with John and, you know, and then the, and then the Beatles, Beatle, Beatlemania, go through all that whole thing where they were like Sergeant Pepper and all that stuff into the 70s, you know, it, was just, and it, it lasted for 30 minutes. There was music playing during it. There wasn't anybody on the stage. It was, it was really long. Everybody's like, what the hell? You know, what is it? Why? Why so long? <laughs> you know? And then, finally, after that, after that scrolling of photographs, uh, the show started. Paul comes out, and he's got his violin bass, you know? Same, I don't know, I don't know if it's the exact same one. Same style as he's played since, I don't know, since before Beatlemania, you know? And... They launched straight into Can't Buy Me Love, you know, old Beatles song. And it's like, oh, my God. You know, I mean, I don't know. The same thing happened to me when I saw the Stones. 
I don't remember what song they started with, but it was one of their big ones. And um, it's like, oh, my God. There's something, like, primal that happens inside of you. It's like, this is, like, this is, like, frick. These guys are, like, straight-up legends, you know? And you're seeing the actual person who wrote this song and sang this song. It's, like, part of the fabric of humanity, you know? It's like, uh, I don't know, some kind of, like... uh, some kind of reaction. I felt like I almost had a, like a lump in my throat. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's like almost it's emotional, you know, not that I was standing there sobbing or anything. Don't get, don't get carried away. But, um, I felt like, Oh my God, this is Paul McCartney singing this old Beatles song right here in front of me. He wrote this song. He sang this song, you know? <laughs> so, um, so that it was cool. He played for a long time. Played a bunch of wing stuff, which is fun. That stuff that seventies. He was great in the seventies. He was terrible in the eighties. That's my opinion. I mean, the Beatles were awesome all the way through. They were only around in the sixties. And Paul Solo, you know, when he was with Wings, was great. I think in the seventies. I mean, he, he. I mean, he wasn't as consistent as he was with the Beatles, but he. In the 70s, he was uh, still very interesting, and he was still rocking a little bit. By the time he gets to the 80s, I have this theory that in that uh, a lot of those old, older, established rock stars, something happened to them in the 80s, and I think it had something to do with punk rock, New Wave, and MTV. I think that freaked those guys out, and I'm talking about... Paul McCartney, Elton John, Rod Stewart, uh, people like that, you know, Neil Young, you know, I think all those guys were uh, intimidated, felt like they were being left behind, they were rendered in, irrelevant by this this upheaval in the music uh, music world, and they started doing stuff that they wouldn't normally do, I don't, trying to fit in, I think, and um, the 80s was a Bad, bad period for Paul McCartney, <laughs> in my opinion. All right, so, but he did a lot of 70s stuff, and um, he did it for, you know, he did some new stuff, which I wasn't as familiar with, although I did listen to a playlist on um, Spotify somebody put together of his, you know, the, the songs that he played on the tour. So, so I, I listened to it and listened to the new songs that he uh, newish songs that he played. So I familiarized myself a little bit in advance. So at least most of them were upbeat. The the new songs. There's one song he did called "My Valentine" that was uh, dragging a little bit. He said it was a tribute to his wife Nancy. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> that one was probably the least my least favorite. Uh, song from the show but during while he was singing it he had uh for for reasons unknown he had Johnny Depp on the on the big screen and Natalie Portman Johnny Depp on the left screen Natalie Portman on the right screen signing you know for the deaf or for the hearing impaired like what the like what is the point i don't understand you know but anyway he, the, the show was fun. It was full of Beatles songs. It was uh, full of Wings, Paul McCartney and Wings song. There were sing-alongs. I mean, when he did Hey Jude at the end, you know, right before he, he left and then came, 
then he came back for an encore. But uh, at at the end of the, his main set, he he launched into Hey Jude. The whole place was singing, you know, uh, you know, everybody. There's a lot of that that kind of stuff. He did uh, Live and Let Die, which with all kinds of pyrotechnics. Yeah, there was like fire shooting out of the floor, bombs going off, <laughs> and all this stuff. He did a Quarryman song that he wrote in 1958 or something. 1958. He's like 16 or something, 15 maybe. It was a song that he wrote, and um, the Quarryman, which was uh, John, Paul, George, and two other guys that I didn't recognize their names. That was kind of interesting. I mean, it was fun. And he did a duet. And I put that in air quotes with John Lennon, um, where they had John's vo- you know, vocals like uh, stripped out of something so they could sing together, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it was fun. It was a blast. Guy's a pro, of course, you know. It was fun. It was a great show. It was, it was long. He played a lot. According to Setlist FM, he played 36 songs. It's a lot of songs. And he played probably for two hours, 45 minutes. It was a blast. Everybody had a great time. Um, so, you know, he was funny, and he was moving around, and it was good. I can't say enough enough good things about it. It was great. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful I got to see him. Big Beatles fan, of course. And um, it was it was a blast. The only downside we got stuck in that we got stuck in that parking garage on our way out. We didn't have any trouble getting there, but when we got in that parking garage trying to leave, nothing. There was like nothing happening, baby. I mean, it was it was just stopped. It was like solid. There's like no moving parts, <laughs> you know. So we're just sitting there waiting and. Um, we didn't get home till like three o'clock in the morning, you know. Long day, um, but uh, and then Tony had to get up and go to Philly the next morning, and then Steve had to drive another hour and a half past here. He didn't get home till four twenty. He said, "So you know, we got stuck in that stupid parking garage, and um, that was the only that was the only bummer." Um, but uh, other than that, it went it was went, went smoothly. The weather was perfect. The show was great. The guy's still, still entertaining as hell. And um, I, you know, it was expensive, but I have no, no regrets, as they say. So uh, let's see. I had some. No, no, I think I covered it. So yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. Um, this weekend, Tony's going again. I said, "What?" And I said, "What are you doing? Why are you always gone?" She goes, I'm not doing it on purpose. I got stuff to there's stuff I have to go. So she's going to um she's gonna go meet her sister down in I don't know, North slash South Carolina, one of them. She goes, You know I have a I do a vac I, I go see her once a once a summer. I'm like, You do? I don't know. So anyway, she's going down there on Saturday evening to see her and um so I'm going to be here all weekend. You know, both boys are off. Neither one of them work. I'm like, what? What am I going to... You know, she goes, why don't you go to that... Uh, she goes, why don't you go to that uh, Woodstock Museum up in uh, New York? I said, well, maybe. I said, I don't know. I said, how much does it cost to get into that thing? So I looked it up. You know how much it cost to get in? 1969. <laughs> <laughs> it cost 1969 to get in. So I said, well... 
that's so that's a possibility. I, I said I've, I've kind of wanted to go to that, and I think both of them would be into it, and I think the older boy would especially be into it. I, you can't predict the younger boy. It depends on his mood. He might say, yeah, I'd love to go, or he might say, why in the world would I sit in a car for an hour and a half each way to look at a picture of David Crosby. <laughs> I mean, it could go either way. Well, either one of those things, scenarios could definitely be. The older boy would be really into it. He loves that kind of stuff. So we might do that. I don't know. It's only an hour and a half from here. You know, and I've I, I've talked to people that have gone to that thing and they loved it. I'm thinking about maybe doing that on Sunday. I don't know. I said, don't mention it to them. I said, let me decide. Now, I don't want to be locked into this shit and then on Sunday I don't want to do it and then I'm having I'm forced to do it she goes I'm not going to say anything I said alright so that's a possibility I don't know if we're going to do it or not but um, it's going to be a weekend and she's not going to be around and both of them all, the three of us are going to be here uh, I don't know we'll see <sighs> you know I mean that's fine we'll, we'll figure out something and we did add, uh, when I was bitching about her, I said, what do you, I said, we don't have any trips scheduled until October. So we went to that on that Florida trip way too early. Now we got nothing, a big old, the whole summer we got nothing planned except you go off every weekend and, and do something without me. She goes, I'll oh, quit your bitching or something. I don't know, something along those lines. Quit your whining. She goes, these are things I have to do. These are my, you know, these are uh, wedding showers and stuff like this. She goes, I'm not, you know, I'm not, and she was like doing dog sitting and stuff. I said, all I know is I work all week. I look forward to, uh, you know, having some time together on the weekends, and you're not here. I said, that's what it boils down to as far as I'm concerned. She goes, well, I'm not doing it on purpose. These are things, these are obligations I have, you know. So we're sort of in some kind of a, uh, you know, argument. She goes, why don't we go to a Reds game, a couple of Reds games, she goes, that would cost us probably like, I don't know, over $1,000. I said, wow. She goes, well, you have to spend the, 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 the gas to get over there. Uh, two nights at a, at a hotel, which is, she looked it up, it's like $169. That's on the other side of the river. That's over in Kentucky. And the tickets, she goes, I don't want to just buy regular tickets. If we're going to do this, I want to get one of those club seats and, um, you know, where you have access to the you know, the the unlimited food and all that stuff. She goes, if we're going to do it, I want to do it. Uh, I want to turn it into a party. I said, I'm all for that. So I looked those, t- those tickets up. They're 118. Well, there's different levels. The one we were looking at, it's called the Bally Sports Club, $118 each. And it doesn't give you, it gives you access to a bunch of food and stuff and an air-conditioned, uh, you know, room where you can go if it's freaking hot and humid. You can go in there. They have the game on the big screens, and uh, they have all kinds of you know food that's included. And it doesn't include any kind of alcoholic beverages, but um, you know everything else. And um, it'd be fun. That'd be fun. And the tick, you know, the seats are right behind home plate. I think we're gonna do that. You know, I think we're gonna do the one eighteen Bally Sports. You know, two nights. So anyway, you add it all up, it ends up being like, I don't know, over $1,000 for all this stuff. Just for a quickie getaway. It's unbelievable. She said, but, you know, we do, you're right. We do need to do something. And um, so we're going to do that, I think. You know, I don't think we can go when that, when that tennis tournament's over there. We have, there's, 
that's not going to work out for us. But um, we're going to go see the Cardinals two 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 nights, uh, Monday and a Tuesday, I think. On uh, Tuesday, we might not have to do the Bally thing. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it. But uh, they have this thing on Tuesday nights at the stadium. It's called the three two one deal. All right, you hip to this? Three dollar Budweisers. <laughs> Here we go again with the Budweisers. $3 Budweiser's, $2 hot dogs, $1 uh, bowls of ice cream. So maybe we can just do the, the Bally Sports on Monday and do that 3 2 one deal on Tuesday, buy some good seats down close, you know. I don't know. We'll see. But I think we're going to do that. We need to, we need to add, we need to inject another trip into our summer. And I think I'm going to go try to see my parents maybe in July. i got to get down there. Um at least one time, I was shooting for two, but um, I think I'm gonna pencil in a few days in July to go down and see my folks, and that'll be that. And in October, early October, we'll go to Myrtle Beach, and that'll be fun. Always fun, always a blast. And I think we're at the end of this thing. I, I, I want to give you like a brief overview of the Paul McCartney show. It was fantastic. I recommend it if you have an opportunity to see him. He's old. He's 79. His voice is uh, different. It's lower, much lower than it used to be. But he's good. You know, he's still, it's not like he can't sing. It's just his, there's a different timbre to his voice. And he still moves around. He's in great shape. I wish I was, I hope to be that, in that good a shape when I'm 79. <sighs> I seriously doubt it. But, you know, um, he's doing doing well. He has a great band, of course. He doesn't play with, he wouldn't play with hacks, you know. So anyway. Highly recommended. Blast. It was great. It's one of those uh, legends, you know. I feel like that last Tom Petty show fit in that category, too. Um, I'd seen him before, back in Atlanta. But that last one, that was just a, you know, he died four months later, Tom Petty. Um, Like four months after we saw him. I feel like that was also uh, fit into the same category. It was just one hit after another. You know, it's just a this is like a celebration of his uh, of his career, and then he was gone, and then the and then that Stones show, same thing, great. You know, I mean, just hit after hit after hit. Just they're they're same age as McCartney, and then Paul, the Paul show, great. I mean, I've seen some legends. I got, I wish I'd have seen them in their prime, but you got to do what you got to do. I mean, I did see Petty years ago in Atlanta. At the, at the Lakewood Amphitheater. That was great. Anyway, we're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. I, oh, man. I'm sorry. I have a couple of calls. They're going to be so old, I forgot. I'm sorry. That, that's my fault. I need to add that. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I think I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a... Uh, the, I'm going to make the Patreon ep- episode this week. I'm going to make it available to everyone. And, I'll, and I'll, we'll play play those calls and um, go over some other things as well. So that's what I'll do. So it'll be an extra episode this week for everyone, and um, you'll get a sample of what the Patreon episodes sound like, very much like these, but um, that's how I'll do that. All right, sorry about that. I I slipped my mind. Um, But if you do want to get an extra episode every week, so two, two episodes a week instead of a measly one, I mean, it's easy to do. Head on over to Patreon.com. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more. $4 will do it. 
but you can you can pledge more if you want to and you'll get an extra episode of this podcast every week not every once in a while not every month that's for suckers every week four dollars put it on a credit card nobody will notice that you won't notice four dollars and you and you'll reap rewards you know what I'm saying? The rewards of an extra episode of this ludicrous podcast every week. All right. Anyway, if you want to do that, patreon.com slash Jeff K. And if you want to check out the the uh, expanded show notes with extra links and photographs, it's a value-added service for fans of the, of the podcast. That's at surfreportpod.com. You can check that out. That's also 24 hours a day. Wait a minute. And also, if you want to call in and be a part of a show, like those folks that I will be uh, sharing their calls on the next episode, you can do that. 570-290-8151 is the number. That's uh, 570-290-8151. Man, I'm struggling. I keep having to put this thing on (laughs) pause because I don't know what's going on with my voice. But anyway, you can call round the clock. Anytime you wanna, it's voice. It's it's called Google Voice, and you just call, leave a message, and I'll have an MP3 of it, and I'll include it in a future show. So it's a great way to uh, be a part of the show, and I encourage you to do so. There's other stuff. It's all listed at surfreportpod.com. So check it out at your leisure, and until next time. You guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I will see you. Bye. Temporary secretary. <laughs> you ever heard this shit? <laughs>